Let's do the intro to the Minnesota Ash, which we totally do before the actual <laughs> Minnesota. Let's tell people how we want to think about reactive marketing, but no longer be reactive. Make it something that you're actually planning for, that you're basically looking at all these moments in time and you have a strategy there. And yeah, on to the Minnesota. Yes. From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. All right. So when you look at like marketing I don't know, when you look at like big companies or even regular size companies, any company that has to deal with fixed events, we are not talking about like, you know, Christmas and New Year. Father's Day in the UK? No. <laughs> We're not talking about Christmas and New Year's. We're not talking about these things. But like if it's a company that's being publicly traded, yeah. you know, when their you know, results are going to be announced, those are like fixed dates. They're not really going to change <laughs> today and tomorrow. Yeah, true. And then there are massive things that will <clears throat> sometimes it's a massive conference it could be a government conference that happens you have for professional services there you know firms you have events like the world economic forum stuff or anything like that there's always things happening around then and rather than like reacting to everything which is what you know happens a lot in marketing it's easy to like have a planned kind of reactive if you want to say like <clears throat> you'll come up so for instance we have another cop summit coming up you know that thing the things that they're going to say is that we need to reduce like emissions we need to have greener energy we need to what do you call go for net zero and all that stuff decarbonization we have to apparently to something i read yesterday we now have exceeded the safe boundaries of oh, we, we have ex- eight what are these areas of ecological health like the health of the planet you can oh no, absolutely like 2027 is when we're going above 1.5 and right now we're facing el nino i mean this is not the subject of this podcast but no. essentially with el nino it might be like a three-year spell which is going to wreak havoc because it's going to be warmer winters and really hot weathers we're already seeing early warmer summers it's only going to get worse so prolonged el nino is going to cause drought is going to cause issues and something that businesses are not ready for is the fact that last time this happened in the 90s it cost like 38 trillion amount of like you know expenses yeah but but, uh, whenever i hear that type of stuff i'm never worried because i know that one person's cost oh it costs so much is someone else's revenue right but before we get in before we sidetrack and jump into that man it's essentially like if a company is trying to make profits this is going to cut into the profits because the revenue is going to change either way but that's also not the point of what we are trying to say is that there are events that essentially happen one of them could be like if you're a publicly traded company your results are being announced there could be like major events in your space. It could be things like the World Economic Forum. It could be like another COP summit. It could be any of those things. Rather than waiting for this thing to come out and then, you know, do like massive crazy POVs, don't bother with that. Like you you have, <clears throat> it's 
it's unfortunately the way things are. You know that when they go there, they're gonna come out with five or six different outcomes. Thing is, everyone's go everyone's got a going in position, and you vaguely know what these outcomes are. Rather than start writing on the POVs and like thought leadership stuff, you start small. You start with your social media posts, you start with your blog posts to kind of imply that, hey, you've been thinking about this. You've got this kind of stuff. If you already have material, great, push that, promote that. If you don't have material, start the conversation to say that we've been thinking about this, we're going to do this, et cetera, et cetera, so that you generate interest in what you're going to say. And then, you know, within a week, publish a blog post, within a month, publish like a POV or something between a POV and a bigger piece of thought leadership, because that essentially puts you in the space where you can control what outcome comes out. Yes, people may not be happy if you say something really stupid. That happens too. But for the law, <clears throat> for the greatest thing, you can actually control the narrative here to a certain degree. So if I can summarize you all, see if I summarize it correctly, is what you're saying is be a bit more deliberate about this stuff. Start early, but take smaller steps to take. Like don't do the working until the last minute, big splash type of piece that comes in almost late because it started so late. Like none of that, but starting a bit earlier, easy, easier lifting overall and relying yeah. on more of the stuff or the thinking you already have. I yeah. like that. I mean, it's in line with a lot of the things we, we often recommend, right? Which yeah. might be a good tip. Number one. The second one I have, and I think you already sort of said it, so I'll keep this brief, but I also like the idea of if you're getting closer and closer to whatever the thing is and you have you you feel like you have to do more, you can always sort of give yourself more time by planning for follow-ups or things to do after the event, sort of so that the event itself becomes sort of the middle point on the timeline of your entire campaign. So you can you can probably add some flexibility to that. I don't know what you think of that. Yeah, no, that's actually a good thing as well. The whole thing is we need to move away from we're making a big splash at the event. You know what? At the event time, everyone's talking about stuff. You publishing like a 20-page thing is not going to be read by anyone who's sitting at the conference because they're literally there to network, talk about stuff and everything. If someone comes and says, hey, this 20-page report is amazing. Is this a centerpiece of that event? Then no, you're not going to do anything there. What you're going to do is start the conversation. What you should be focused on is social media or face-to-face -face or whatever, have the little things that you can say to start a conversation. Nothing lengthy. Once you have the conversation there, as people are returning from the event, that's when you start posting like a blog that people can read on a flight or something like that. Then generate this kind of interest that leads into a following POE, a thought leadership that continues the thing. So by that point, people are a little more invested in what you say. And then people will come to you for a solution or to have a conversation and that's how you generate interest so it's essentially like weirdly enough these kinds of relationship building strategies of some things that some people use in dating some things that people use in various things it's just that you have to think about it as a relationship building and in professional services everything is relationship building you dump all the information on the person at that yeah, it's that's why I want to bring the dating example. On the first date, you're not going to literally tell them about your history, your parents' history, and trauma dump. That's a good way to not continue any further interaction. Same way, 
space it out, breadth it out, build interest, generate interest, let them talk to you after you've been like putting these things out. Feeler, think piece, real think piece. And then maybe be at the event and it just becomes part of the entire campaign, which I think yeah. is a good story to have. At the risk of making this mini sort a bit less mini and going slightly longer. So if this is the strategy, let's just add one more point about preparation, right? Because I presume yeah. if I want to do what you just said there, I have to be very clear which events, which moments in the calendar I will do this for and I will do this around and maybe which one's not, right? So that I am yeah. a in a position of having enough time, starting early enough, but also that I have maybe a good answer or shall I say defense, right? The classic example is nobody thinks of, I don't, I'm going to pick a random day, Father's Day in the UK, sorry, because you were there, right? Or International Women's Day, whatever. No one thinks about it. And then the day before the day, the MD bursts through your door in the marketing department and says, what are we going to do for, I don't know, Father's Day in the UK? And everybody sort of rushes around and comes up with a not too great LinkedIn post. That's not what we want to have. We either have the Father's Day stenciled in our plans early and we have a thing going, or we have a good answer of the look, we discussed this and we agreed we would not do Father's Day because X variety. That's I think these are the two alternatives you have to prepare. And again, yeah. So to tie this in, Chris Mason, who was a guest on the show back in the first or second season, really early on, yeah. and I used to work together and we came up with a term, planned reactive. That's essentially yeah. what we're doing. This is a planned reactive because you know the moments, you know the plan, you're not reacting blindly. You know exactly what to say to generate the right positive sentiment. Newspapers writing the obituaries long before the famous person dies, right? Yes. Uh, is that too bleak of a summary to leave it here? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're not talking about the death of an event or death of marketing or death of professional services, but yeah, you could say yeah. it's a death of just reactive. Yeah. Nice. I like it. All right. Go one reminder to be ready long before the event hits. And then no, you don't have to do it. You don't have to post on Father's Day. But if you won't, have your explanation while you're done ready. So people so you can remind people. Anyways, that's it for the short one, right? Yeah, so that's it for the short one. I'll stop the recording here. Thanks. Yes. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 